0: Seahawks fans to uh, the, the playoff victory edition, uh, so the victory op- lap week 17 yeah, edition, week 17 doesn't matter at all edition of the Seahawks Nest podcast. I'm your host Nathan Sano, joined as always by the Will Ferrell to my, to my John C. Riley. It's Kevin Garver. Kevin, how are you doing?
1: Uh, feeling like I got top billing, but
0: second shift on that uh, particular round. And our very own David Keckner That's right. It's Eric Ronebeck. Eric, how are you
2: doing? And whammy.
0: There you, there, there you go. There you go. I, I, it's it's bad. It's especially bad to be David Keckner this week because he is a big Chiefs fan. I don't know if you knew that, but now you it's do. Fitting. If you didn't know before, if you don't know now, you know the Kansas City Chefs. So Kansas City Chiefs played the Seattle Seahawks this week, as predicted on this podcast by everyone. But hey, the hater himself, Eric. How dare uh, you! <laughs> <laughs> the Seahawks came away with a primetime victory. I didn't know what version of the Seahawks 31.
2: was going to show up.
1: The kind that kicks the crap out of Kansas City, you should have known. Come on, well, bro. Well, that's a, you that's a get close in.
2: score, first of all. Uh, uh, it, the shit it was 38-31, of-
1: and it wasn't that close.
2: It, it was it was close enough. Uh, I will say that I, I'll stand by that only because Chiefs are one of the best teams in football, man. And they needed this game. That's a really impressive win. But...
0: I don't know, man. I don't really yeah, know what version the Seahawks are going to show up any up, two, Sunday. They could have locked up two buys if they would have won this game, but they didn't. You know what I have to say? Uh, I have to say that
1: Russell Wilson, in the same game on the same field, directly outplayed everyone's MVP favorite, Pat Mahomes. So you know have to say about that? Sell so Seahawks, we want Bama. Bring up. <laughs> oh, wait, no.
0: Uh, pat, what, what do you want me to pat? Your homes? Is that is that what the kids are saying Pop these days? Homes. Uh homes. Okay, uh, let's start with the offense. I want to start with the offense. Uh, can can uh, can I t- can we talk about the the player who's officially back? Much like McRib, uh, <laughs> Doug, <laughs> Doug Baldwin. It's official.
2: Who might be missing his own McRib? Doug is
0: here, so he wouldn't get fined. Doug Baldwin is is back. Okay, Doug Baldwin was excellent. He did Doug Baldwin standard. things all game. Uh, unbelievable, never giving up on a play. Targeted 12 times, got seven receptions for 126 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he moved the chains on six out of seven of those receptions. Nifty over-the-shoulder touchdown. Oh, just just a, a fantastic game. That drop for pass was immediately forgivable, only because he's Doug Baldwin. Uh, and they didn't even credit him with a drop in the thing. It was just tough.
1: tough uh... They credit
0: him with playing with broken ribs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a... uh, so 18 yards per reception. Here's what's cool about him, though. Uh, He only got seven yards after the, after, after catch. Uh, So that thing that he did that was really excellent is he just, you know, he gave Russell Wilson those tight windows that Russ is able to throw into. Right. He caught balls that were difficult to catch that he had to make plays on tough balls. Right. And he was perfect in the scramble drill, which is really the big
1: thing that Russ relies on him for. There were two or three times where Russell was on the hoof and Doug, Found the spot in the zone or found that little tightrope spot on the sideline and made a target so that Russ could get rid of the ball. Alright,
0: then we got um Tyler Lockett, beautiful game again. Four receptions, four 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 receptions, 99 yards, three first downs on five targets. Remember uh, a year four, ago, we I were... got four targets on my my thing. Ooh. So yeah, so I don't know if they, they credit him with a target on yours because on it the might one, have been a throwaway in his general direction on PFF. They when they credit target, yeah, exactly. They don't credit throwaways as targets in on PFF. So maybe ESPN does though. A year so, ago, we were worried that Paul Richardson
2: leaving this team was really going to impact us poorly, and that Tyler Lockett would really have to
1: be healthy. And just, you know, hopefully beat Tyler Lockett. No problems. Yeah, no kidding. Even with Doug Baldwin out, which you thought was going to be something that needed to happen to free up the space. I mean, just that absolute, like, rocket to the moon throw along the uh, right sideline. Yeah uh one of the biggest plays of the game was a 45-yard reception and that really was exactly the story with Tyler lockett all year he's got 55 catches for 899 yards nine touchdowns and the guy has just been like everywhere we need him to be you know he ran out the sideline he used his speed to create a little bit of space he arced his back to create that extra separation he knew exactly where the ball was going to be and russell wilson had to throw that with so much anticipation. It's like when he throws it to Doug, where he goes, "Nope, I know exactly where you're going to be. You're Mr. Reliable for me." Well, like you said, when he throws have some... two guys doing that. We don't have a, a number one receiver on this team. It's one
2: of
0: those guys, or in this game, you know, two guys <laughs> every other week. It's great. And then the thing about it is, is that Lockett's the number one receiver for like longer passes, and Baldwin is the number one. Receiver. For for the shorter passes, but they right? can also both do the opposite job. Yeah, well, it can which happen. means it's a pain in the butt to cover them. Yeah, yeah. So um, they both got yeah. They both played a lot in the slot, um, and they both played fantastic. I thought Ed Dixon had a really good game, both blocking tight ends. and catching both tight ends. Man, yeah, he Nick had, that, had, he a had solid an awesome. Game. Uh, there was a lot of hand wringing in this room included when Disley went down, right? Because he started off so hot. It was and then. I was Dixon so worried came, about the season when that happened. And then Dixon and Vinette really, the last two weeks have really stepped up big and played really good football against five catches between those two guys for five, on five targets for two touchdowns. Uh, and then that Dixon play, he like made like four guys miss on that play. That, was, that, a, that was 13 <laughs> yards. There was, that there was no way we were going that. And, and great first down running.
2: Well, he, he did this little plant and the guy totally bit. <laughs> yep. He just went right by him. It, it just felt like, wow, the old man's got one move and it worked.
1: Yeah. Well, our true number one tight end... George Fant man. had a kick inside to tackle and uh, was able to hold. You no, know, not many tight ends can play <laughs> right tackle <laughs> on in short the notice. NFL. On short notice, On too, short notice, Not too, only did he... Yeah, he had The t- versatility of this man. Makes you wonder what he'd George be like Fant if played, he was on the offensive line full time. He's also
0: our emergency quarterback. I don't know if you know that. 79 snaps. Uh, he scored a 77 grade in the pass game, a 67 game, grade in the run game, two penalties, which is what kind of killed his overall grade. But One of them was kind of ticky-tack, too. Yeah, but the... But the Overall, a good, a good performance uh, by George Fant. Uh, I thought he was probably the second best offensive lineman behind the hero, Dwayne Brown. Who Dwayne, was, Dwayne Brown's good Dwayne at everything Brown, Dwayne Brown not making the Pro Bowl this year is a, is a tragedy. It's a, it's it's total BS. Uh, it makes me really angry. That's okay. He'll be um, one of the 37 alternates. Fluker came on. in in the emergency mode, like, I'm hurt, but I'm going to play anyway, and he did fine. Uh, he blocked... He held up well in the past game, blocked good enough. I thought he was... Better than a lot of the other guards we've been rolling out there uh, lately. The Posich was- had a bad first half of the first drive, mm-hmm. and then he was pretty okay after that. Gave up five pressures, which is kind of a lot. But, you know, it. it he's just, we've said this before, you know, it's going to be an adventure with him. But I think
1: he- three of the five pressures were on, like, the first five snaps. Yeah,
0: he had a really bad start to the game. Yeah, I mean, it was rough at the Another beginning. thing, he had to switch from right guard to left guard, which is probably not... Not easy to do when you're young, developing player that, that is having trouble. Uh, Britt was really good in the run game, but gave up four, four uh, pressures, which... You know, yeah, like, Jones was just...
1: Uh, that guy's
0: a handful on the inside. Yeah, Sweezy and Britt were really str- on the struggle bus with, with that guy. And and then Posich, you know, when he moved over was... Or before he moved over, was struggling too. Uh, it's just... I don't know. It was a... It was a tough game. I think overall for, for the interior of the defensive line, uh, offensive line. But, but Russ the, made plays with his legs which really yeah. helped that. It didn't matter. Like yeah, like you said Russ Russ was awesome in this game on the scramble drill. He had uh four scrambles for 61 scramble yards, which is pretty insane. He had four, only uh he had, you know, negative 4 yards on his designed runs in this game. So, all his effectiveness running the ball came on those uh those broken plays including what was the big play? Uh it was, was a big scramble yarder. up the middle, 26 yard.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, I it, I know Russell's getting huge. Like when he was doing the post game interview, his traps—they're a little out of control. Get, get big, bro! But man, I, when he runs, get I used, guns.
0: <laughs> he looks stiff,
2: man. He looks—he looks way too stiff. He—he he looks like he's in pain. But I also—it just might be like, oh I, man,
1: I got thirty pounds of muscle. You know, carrying. he actually looks kind of like he looks like when Steven Scal runs. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no one looks that. Well, he better. doesn't. He doesn't look as dangerous. <laughs> He's gonna take this run to the blood bank. The blood bank. Uh, he is. He looks like mid-career John Elway, where he can still yeah. run, but he looks like it. Like he looks like he's running on sore feet.
0: Yeah, that's like, exactly ooh, 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 ooh. at first I thought like I think there's an injury. Like when you're running disclosing. like when you have to run outside when you run back out when it's really cold outside, but you decided to take the garbage out in your bare feet. Yes. yes. And then you gotta run back you on got the hoof. That, yes. That's what he looks like on the hoof. Like he's moving fast and you see him like outrunning linebackers just, you're
1: like, You look uncomfortable, sir. He looks he's <laughs> got the field vision
2: and he kinda looks like, Oh, these guys aren't gonna get to me. And he just hobbles another ten yards. It's really weird. He looks like he's thirty years old and
1: has been hit a lot. Honestly.
2: Yeah, wow. Well. Is he 30?
1: Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Uh,
2: we only got 10 more years of Russ. Chris right.
0: Carson, Mr. Reliable, man. 116 yards, two touchdowns. 103 of his yards came after contact. Ooh, let's talk about those touchdowns real quick. Yeah. It, it wasn't two
1: touchdowns. <laughs> it was two instances of being a big bad man. Yeah, bulldozer. It's uh He bulldozed some people in this game. I think it's
2: really stupid to just compare people out of the blue, but Chris Carson has a lot of Marshawn Lynch in him. He's got enough in him of... That's
1: our style. That's what we want. Yeah. Be it's it Marshawn Lynch or not, the big thing is that leg drive. And I think that's what you're talking about, where he always, his legs are always moving. He's always falling forward. Yes. Pushing forward. And he gets through the piles.
2: I don't think he's going to run off like a Beast Quake, some 80-yard run like Marshawn would do. Well, but I feel thing, like he will
1: get the 10 yards. He's a you- great short yardage back. He's, thing- like if, uh, uh, he's like if LeGarrette Blunt didn't suck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> One thing Marshawn Lynch had that, that I think that Chris Carson doesn't have quite as much as he's – he was more of a guy who, like, made you uh, miss a tackle by going – he could go around you. You shifty. Uh, Chris Carson doesn't go around anyone. He goes through or over – <laughs> but ne- but never around. Hey, uh so. quickest
1: way to two points is a straight line, Nathan.
0: Um <laughs> that man's a marine, he only advances. But I mean, he's four- he's fifth in the league in the the Pro Football Focus elusive rating with a 67. I mean, he's sign- the top 3 guys have like a significant gap, but he's right there with Melvin Gordon, Adrian Peterson, James Conner, Saquon Barkley. Good company to be in. In the uh, breaking tackles department, he had seven broken tackles in this game. Mike Davis continued his reign of terror as the greatest backup running back, as the guy who every team was like, "Oh, we couldn't stop this guy. We we could have had this guy for nothing." <sighs> Dang. Twice, twice, yeah. It's uh, like because Mike Davis is—he catches the ball, he blocks good, he runs good, he does everything good. He's not the best at anything. If he's your number one running back, you're probably in trouble. But as far as backups go, a guy who plays. Thirty snaps a game? He's got that Mo incredible. Morris thing down. He's incredible. Minus the fumbles. Yeah. Right, he just not, we said he was the perfect guy, Eric. <laughs> okay. Who could be how could he be perfect? Um that's a... yeah, and then Penny was a um
1: was a scratch still healing up and also I just think not quite as trusted
0: as part of it. Um so another thing I like is that we picked on guys in this game. So mm-hmm. in the past we've seen the Seahawks have kind of an unwillingness to like go after certain guys. We went after the slot. Yeah, we went after uh, Shavarius Ward over and over, went Steven Nelson over and over, Tremont Smith over and over. We said, these cornerbacks are bad, and we are going to just throw at cornerbacks. We're not going to throw at Eric Berry. We're not going to throw at Daniel Sorensen. We're not going to throw at these middle linebackers. We're just going to hit these cornerbacks over and over and make them try to beat us, and they could not, Um, especially Ward and Tremont Smith were exceptionally bad. Yep. Um, so, so I thought that was cool. It, it was nice to see that Seahawks decide we're going to exploit a matchup. We're going to go to Doug or we're going to go to Tyler and who, if they have the matchup. And uh, I like, I like that. That's, that's one of my faves. Um, pressure, pressure allowed, um, the pressure allowed chart. Sorry, I got to open it up. But, um, Russell was pressured 19 of his 36 dropbacks, which is kind of a lot, but we were, we were able to still be successful in this place because he had the scrambles. He had the, uh, he was 7-for-12 with a touchdown. I thought that we did all right. And one thing I like is that we picked up the Blitz. Against the Blitz, 10-for-16, 150, and two touchdowns. Like the, when you pick up the Blitz, then you can exploit those bad matchups. Yeah, well, you can tell Russ has the
1: trust to make it. To, if you have isolation coverage on Baldwin or Lockett, he
0: knows that he can just make that play happen Like there. that moonshot where he threw it. He threw the ball and it, it bounced off the moon and went yep. to... Uh, <laughs> went to uh, was that, the, to, was that the Lockett? Lock 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 that it. was the Lockett. That was the 45-yarder. Yeah.
2: Also, there was the uh, the casino blitz where uh, Baldwin dropped the ball, unfortunately. That yeah. happened. But uh, more so taking a, a a positive away because we won the game. That was a great read from Russ. He saw it immediately. Made the right play. It's impressive. That's what I wanted to see from him all season.
0: Yes. Yeah. They read the blitz super well. And it's like we say on this podcast all the time. You, get, you don't want to be getting your pressure, trying to get your pressures with, like, extra dudes you want to be sending four guys and getting pressure and if you're sending extra guys there are matchups out there to exploit and in this game the seahawks decided hey you know what we're gonna take advantage of some of those those exploitable matchups are there some uh how do
2: i say this how, how do i phrase this leading question are there some like um head nods or like you, you know you're okay uh mr schottenheimer like that we can give because although we've we've kind of Known that it's been a, a work in progress on the offense all year. I don't think it's perfect, but I feel like the criticism of Schottenheimer is way down, as it should be. Um, you can go first, guys. Yes, right. Kevin.
1: Uh, I, I want to I know what you both of you I'm guys gonna think. I'm going to lay out this. my comment I laid out in the uh, in the group chat on the game, which is, hey, it's like if Daryl Bevel wasn't saddled with Tom Cable. Like, yeah. he's not a bad play caller. He's not a great play caller. There are things that he does well. I like the way that he implements the running game. Um, I think that he has a good understanding of which deep passes will be successful. I like his playbook. I just don't necessarily like his play-to-play game the
0: way he calls a game. And that, for me, I like, I've like. i always wanted to see what Daryl Bevel would be like without Cable, just because, I mean, Russell Wilson led the league in touchdowns last year in a horrible offense with that off, with because I think because of Bevel, he's the pass game coordinator, right? Mm-hmm. And w- without the idiot run game coordinator messing up our offense, I mean, we've seen Oakland's running game this year like that. Tom Cable sucks, he's really bad at coaching football. Uh, in terms of once they got rid of Chopbox, he doesn't know what to do anymore, but to make up for it, he's also a shitty person, oh. yeah. Okay, so so, <laughs> so I mean, you gotta round yourself <laughs> out. <yeah. laughs> I just, I just wanted to, I just would like to see Bevel when you're, I don't think Schonheimer is doing a bad job, though. I think he's he's fine. I. I still am going to posit my conspiracy theory that Bevel would have done better. But, well, and also unless you're looking that's
2: at just me, uh, what's his name in San Francisco, unless you have like a Shanahan. Shanahan. yeah, if, unless you have a, an offensive or, McVay play, or yeah, some sort of offensive Josh play caller that is going to be you know taken from you and given the reins of a team, this is probably the next best thing you can get.
1: Yeah, he is a middle of the road offensive coordinator, which yeah. is fine. Yeah, there's nothing.
2: He's not good. He's not going to kill us. That's for sure. I'm I did like this week though that we got to see more more Russ. And that, you know, I want to see those 400 320 passing yard games from Russ. We haven't seen a lot this year because we haven't needed it. Yeah, but. 271, but 9.3 per but attempt he, is the big thing. He's had a he few of those like games. Like yeah, I mean you you saw it. Like he it was his game this week.
0: All yeah, right. Let's get into uh let's get into the defense because I I have a, a lot of comments coming into this game. The Rams or the Chiefs were a top 5 pass blocking team. Uh they were ranked 5th in the league in uh, pass blocking according to pro football focus rating coming out of the game they are no longer in the top five because they gave up 23 pressures to the seahawks and this is uh, including like 10 hits (laughs) yeah this is exactly what yes 10 hits exactly this is exactly what what i say when i say you don't have to get sacks to impact the game we only had one sack Deion jordan got the game's only sack but frank clark was in the backfield terrorizing uh mahomes uh, Jacob Martin had four pressures on only sixteen snaps. Jaron Reed was uh,
1: giving him a tough time. J- yeah, they just Puna Ford knifed in a few times, so yeah.
0: mostly on run plays. But I mean, he had two. Yeah, he we, had two pressures as well. That would be good. Just a really good uh, example of hey, you can get pressures in a game and affect the game, even if you're not, uh, even if you're not, uh, you know, getting a getting a sack every time. On the on to to illustrate this point, Mahomes went six for fourteen. 42.9% completion percentage on passes uh when pressured. And
1: started off the game like three like what was it like 3 for 10 or something? He started the game like cold and horrible and it was because he was getting pressured a lot more than he's used
0: to when we knew they were going to throw it. Another thing I liked is that we talked about how Mahomes will extend the play until a guy's wide open and he hasn't ha- he doesn't have to make any tight window throws because eventually these guys are good enough to get open. Well, uh the Seahawks went ahead and uh they they put that to they put that to rest I guess is what, I, what I'm going to say like they they covered a long time all these guys put in the work and they Akeem s- King did a bang up job against uh, uh, Travis Kelsey. Thirteen snap he played thirteen snaps in this game, but then um, almost all of them they asked him, "Hey, you're going to man up one guy one on one against the best tight end in the league," and he he delivered. He only gave up two receptions for seven yards. Yep. Uh, that's pretty pretty that's amazing. Insane. Uh, Bradley McDougald and, uh,
1: Bobby did a great job of cleaning everything up in the middle and back end. Like they, they just like, just ate up all those tackles. Your uh, hit. Coleman had that great punch out. Uh, I thought was both flowers and Griffin did a nice job of covering some speedy receivers and not giving a lot of space. Man, Griffin is, uh, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be like Mr. Asshole over here,
2: but that's how you portray me on the podcast. Um, Griffin, he is just late to the party on so much and uh I feel like he lucks out a lot. The the dropped ball in the end zone. That was not a
0: Shakim uh Calvin Benji- that's what you get for having Calvin Benjamin. This this see. is true.
2: This is true. <laughs> but man,
0: that was a that was a home run for the Chiefs. You that, you don't get you don't sign Calvin Benjamin if you're Kansas City because Kansas City is famous for what? Ribs. Barbecue. and you, But Kelvin you, Benjamin is famous for what? Eating barbecue. Eating. For playing tackle. <laughs> offensive tackle. Maybe they're just Kel- fattening him up for left tackle next year. Yeah, so they, they, I don't know what they were thinking signing Kelvin Benjamin. They sh- Kelvin Benjamin needs to be on a team where there's no, nothing to eat. like Kind of like Buffalo. That didn't work. <laughs> that was the team he was on. Kevin, that was the joke. Kevin Kevin's hated perplexed. that joke. Kevin and uh, Kevin employed. That wasn't
1: okay. Yeah, he went from Carolina rib country to Buffalo, which literally has a food named it's, after them. It's Damon Buster's country. And then... I don't know. Where's a place with really crappy? He just needs to. He just needs to play for the Applebee's company team, <laughs> just somewhere else with
0: unedible. Food. Oklahoma City. All right. Well, I'm gonna give a. I'm gonna give <laughs> Oklahoma one. Oklahoma co- City. <laughs> XFL <laughs> is coming. I'm gonna give one constructive criticism to the uh, Seattle Seahawks, which is that Damian Williams had pretty. He was open a lot. Uh, seven receptions, sixty-four yards after catch. Only thirty-seven yards. So he caught a lot behind the line of scrimmage. Um, as kind of dump off option though, they, they really let him kind of get loose. He got that touchdown. I think that we could have done a better job against running backs in this game. Um, this might be KJ getting healthy. I'm not 100 percent sure because when I look at um, when I look at the the chart for individual players, it like, was against a lot of different people. Right. It was like Damian Williams was covered twice by Coleman, once by Wright, once by McDougal, three times by Wagner. So it's like. Everyone kind of had a turn of struggling with this guy. Uh, maybe Damian Williams is just good. He is a good pass-catching option, uh, so. and
1: their offense is designed to give those types of looks to uh, running backs. So I think it's more thinking about his overall net yards. The fact they didn't have a lot says that we were probably
0: covering those pretty well. All right. Uh, that's basically it. Bobby Wagner is really good. Eight tackles again. Like, sweet. Good job. Yeah, it's, we basically we opened up the
1: offense, and it made a difference. Like it was going to be really, really upsetting if
0: Janikowski's missed field goal came back to haunt us. But... And this is this is like a hard team, like because like they have guys that make you miss. They, we had seven missed tackles in this game. Like they have guys that can make you miss, but we did enough to kind of make up for it, right? We gave up some points, but only 273 passing yards. I mean, that's that's fine. You know, I can live with that.
2: Especially to Mahomes and the the vaunted Chiefs offense, I was really impressed. Oh, you and else had a really good one. Dixon?
0: Dixon? Secret think? Yards. Yeah, I'm going to say Secret Yards. Punt Up. White Dixon. What? Punt huh? Up. But I mean, Janikowski. Can I talk about Janikowski for a second?
1: Sure. Okay.
0: Um, I'm getting to the point where almost, like, almost I don't want to talk about him every week.
1: I <laughs> almost died. Uh, I almost died. He life. did actually get in the way of the kick return. Did, did you see? Did he you? He
0: physically occupied space in the general vicinity. Did you see? Of the uh, of yeah. Did you see Pete Carroll making fun of the face that he made yes. after after he did that. that shit is so funny. That was uh, uh, gotta love Pete. Yeah. The only thing about Dixon is is that because he um, he had the, like one really crappy punt that like kind of soured soured me, um, but the other two punts were really good, so I guess it made up for it. But uh, Janikowski toughs out five extra points after the after he almost dies. Like. Thank you. I mean, that is like... That's some real stuff. Bitch. Not all heroes wear capes. They some do. of them smoke cigarettes and sit in a lounger on the sideline. Dude, I, I mean, I made the joke. Like, he does look like a dude who would, like, be really excited to drink a beer out of a tube attached to a funnel. If, like, if he shot... If, if you boot. were to say that he had a tradition of shotgunning a beer with, like, a Jim Beam chaser before kicking every field goal, I'd be like, yes, sure. I mean, he weighs, <laughs> he weighs as much as Jacob Martin, but but he's like small, shorter. And, the, and also, also the also... musculature is not the same. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. <laughs> they are a different physique. See, uh, bass. Thank you for toughing it out. That's all I got to say. Um, he did miss the field goal early that I thought might come back to haunt us, but it turned out it didn't.
2: Uh, hey, I, I got a quick question just yeah. because uh, my friend asked me this. My wife was interested and I was like, you know what? I don't know if I can answer this. So can we talk real quick uh, rules, of the NFL? What are, are the uh what are the rules with drop kicking can you drop kick field goals yes
1: okay and this is it's got to hit the ground yes ah oh, the okay. ball has to hit that's... the ground so there's a big technique thing to it which i'm sure dixon can do yes, yes correct.
2: he's done it uh i just that's what i had to i had to clarify so
1: i can go a little bit more to detail what but you can't you can't just hike it i mean i guess
2: I'm in college football kevin uh, this is why i don't like college i don't understand it i see uh the ball hiked to the kicker, and then the kicker runs like seven yards to the right and then kicks
1: the field goal. Sometimes, no, that's not a field goal. That's a that's punt. Punt. Fine. You can it do a rugby. The... That's, that's a rugby style punt. Yes. Okay. All right. So, uh, if you were to drop kick a field goal, what you have to do is they would snap the ball back to you, and it'd be like a punt. But usually, what they try and do is they try and drop it so that almost the nose of the ball hits the ground, mm-hmm. and they're trying to time it so they're basically kicking it. As it touches the ground so that it can't bounce and turn or anything. Yeah. And so you're trying to time. It's a really hard kick to do. But if you look in pregame, Dixon will sit there and drop kick him like 45-yard field goals uh, for warm-ups just for
0: funsies. Yeah, I think um, this is it's dumb. My, I was going to do this in the game preview, but I'll talk about it now. I think they should let Dixon kick some extra points just in case this week. Like just to practice that with everyone on the field in a game situation. I think mean, that's I would, real smart. I would like to see it in a game situation this week. For just in case, I think that's pretty smart. Yeah. yeah just Thanks to,
2: for uh, walking uh, me and the people who probably
0: don't want to send that question in. Um, all right. So here we go. Let's talk about Seahawks. Uh Next this, this week, uh, we play Arizona, who is a historically bad team. Let's- so let's go
1: to picks. Can I go through uh, uh, Arizona's
0: DVOA real quick, and then you
1: can expand on what you have to say? Go ahead. I'll, I'll set the I'll set the groundwork for this. They're- so Arizona, they're thirty second in DVOA, eighteenth mm. in defense, eighteenth in special teams. That's a pretty middle of the pack. They are thirty second in offense. Mm. The way they got to thirty second in offense is because they are thirty second in passing offense. And thirty second in running offense.
0: <laughs> it is really
1: hard to be dead last year. I like in your setup,
0: you're like the way they got to thirty second okay. is because it's thirty second. seconds. Let me illustrate twenty Let me illustrate this a different way. Their wow. offense is so bad. They are three and twelve. They're three and twelve, but they are estimated to have their Pythagorean win loss is two point one. They, they should yeah, have, they have overachieved to three wins. They're overachieving <laughs> to three wins. They, they also they they have, they should a have a have David wins. Johnson.
2: They have a healthy Larry Fitzgerald. Well, still old, but healthy. Man, Larry I don't Fitch, understand it. This the play is...
1: calling is terrible. The offensive line is terrible. And the quarterback was too young to do anything to
0: help with it. They don't do the thing on Arizona is they don't do anything good on offense. Like there's not like a thing where you can look at their offense and be like, "Oh, that's a thing. It's like Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk are good." But here's the problem with that. They're both slot wide receivers. So it's it's like one of them has to play outside and play out of position to try to get them both on the field at the same time. Your two best players are two slot wide receivers. Your only weapons. That's uh that's I think that says everything you need to know about the 2018. Arizona Cardinals offense.
1: They're 25th in offensive line running yards. They're 25th in adjusted sack rate. So they're a... Bottom eight team in
0: both pass and run blocking. <laughs> Patrick Peterson, still still, still really good, but gives up a couple big plays every once in a while. Uh, you a about, wait, I going to talk about, wait, I want to go awesome. over historically bad numbers because oh, okay. this is a good story. They're the third worst uh, offensive DVOA of all time since they started recording. I think the first season is, they're like missing a game, so they're stuck at like 1980-something.
1: So uh, to put this in perspective for Seahawks fans, they are worse than the worst Seattle offense, the '92 offense. No, that's the Dan Maguire.
0: They're, they're slightly better than. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. they're
1: slightly better than the Dan Maguire offense.
0: But only just, only just.
1: So if you live through that pain with us, then you know how incredibly bad that was. The team where Cortez Kennedy was good enough to be the best defensive player yes. on a team that won like four games. He had like
2: 12 sacks and getting triple teamed all the
1: time. Uh that's
2: that's one of, you know, as a huge Seahawks fan I always talk about, "Hey man, even when we were, you know, not a great team in the 80s, we still sold games out." That's like the t- year we did not sell out games. So <laughs> it was those so bad the stadium years, yeah. That was show up with a bag <laughs> over your head years. But we were number 1 on special teams, which is why we uh, lost all
0: our games pretty close. Serious yeah. We're it's a go, dumb
1: stat But it's true I'm gonna go Tupa
0: Alright So uh, Arizona really sucks Though They're 32nd sec- Like The difference between 30th offense And 32nd offense This is, is Jacksonville like- Compared, yeah, so compared to, to Arizona Jacksonville's thirty. 30- the difference Which, between Jacksonville and- For the record Jacksonville also sucks Yeah But so they told me
2: the Bortles might actually Sound with Arizona In the offseason
0: wow. I hope so but uh, the, that difference, that delta, is the same as the delta between Arizona and, like, the 12th best offense, which is, which is uh, uh, <laughs> Tampa, you know, Tampa Bay. Tampa they're Bay. Between Tampa yeah. Bay and Denver. Right. On offense. But Tampa Bay, you know, they got weapons. Um, if we look at only weeks 11 through 16, um, so, like, we're just, we, you know, we can isolate just the end of the season... Um, they're still thirty second overall. <laughs> uh, their total DVOA is negative sixty. To put this in perspective, the team that, that is second worst is negative thirty, and the team that's the best is positive twenty nine. So like, they're 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 de- the, the spread between first and thirty first is the same as the spread between sixty and zero. Like it's like they're so bad. They're so so bad. They were bad for the first ten weeks too. Because the second worst team they were team also is... the worst team for the first ten weeks, but they were only like five percent. Oh, Washington. Washington's been terrible so, since Alex Smith's leg exploded.
1: So the so they are as far underwater as Washington is worse than Kansas City let's, on offense. Let's speak positively oh. about Seattle. <laughs> Seattle
0: is seventh in the last five weeks. They're uh, tenth overall. They've been playing really good football. As One of the play. best scoring offenses in I the mean, last couple weeks. They just they they laid an egg against San Francisco, but it was the classic uh, look ahead let down sandwich uh San
2: Francisco's been playing everyone tough. They really exploited our uh, our defense. And the co- and the field and
1: refs sucked. In that yeah, game. the field exploited They only offense. have
0: like one player on the defensive line you really have to worry about. You just got to bottle up Chandler Jones and make sure he doesn't kill you. I think that we'll be able to do that. He'll, um, he'll have a... I'm sure he'll have a... Larry Fitzgerald probably have 150 yards, but it won't matter because they'll lose. Uh,
2: <laughs> they're such a forgettable team, though. This, she, this week, I was like, they're not are good. they playing
0: this week? They're just not good. It's, uh, it is what it is. Like, yeah, they are real bad. Like, a, they are classic Cardinals bad. But the offense is the part problem. It's, it's, like, weirdly not. Um, First-year coach so-and-so isn't looking very good. Do you do you think that the – is this a situation where they're gonna, he's not going to get a second year? The rumor is that they're going to get – you're not going to like this – Mike McCarthy.
2: I, I've heard that rumor. I actually kind of wanted after our picks to talk about uh, – Black Monday, because by the time we record our next podcast, we'll be after Black Monday. I'd like to make a few predictions.
1: Okay. Do we want to close this like out, it? because we've talked about how bad Arizona is, and that's the only story? Yes.
0: The only uh, thing I'm going to say is... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, get in there.
1: Uh, Arizona is 31st against passes over the middle, and 20th against short passing, so they're good against the deep pass and bad against the shallow. So, look at the slot receivers and tight ends to work them
0: a good bit. Um, how, how about this, Kevin? You want, you want to hear a cool stat? What's that? Uh, they've they dropped back to pass 523 times this year, and they've given up 206 pressures. Oh. That's worst in the league. Most pressure's given up, and also worst as a percentage of hole. They give out a pressure on every third pass snap. Um, yeah, they're, they're also
1: 24th against runs up the middle on defense. So this if we suck. run intermediate passes and run it up the gut and over the end, which is what our offense does anyway... Um, our offense should do just fine against them. Like this, I mean, it's the NFL. Anything can happen, but
0: it would be frigging embarrassing if we lost this game. Hey, uh, the, the, in the NFL, 30 quarterbacks have played more than 50% of the 675 max snaps this year. Uh, only one has a worse uh, adjusted completion percentage than Josh Rosen Name oh, that quarterback. Peter Mann. No, it's, it's not. <laughs> Peter Mann has not played enough snaps. I'm oh, sorry. Is it? Is it Blake Bortles? Uh, no. Kevin, you have the right team, but the wrong player. Josh Allen is 63.8%. Okay. Except uh, Josh Allen is Mr. Big Play. Josh so. Rosen coming in at a nice 69% completion. Nice. Percentage. Uh Just if you want to reference, uh, Russell Wilson's 10th. All uh,
1: right, picks, I gentlemen. I uh, have picks. 27-17 Seattle with our foot off the gas in the second half. Hmm. We might be, we might be seeing some backups
0: by uh end of the third quarter. Um uh okay, here's here's my favorite Josh Allen's or Josh Rosenstat. You ready? Yep. Um so Josh Rosen under pressure has a, a 38.5 quarterback rating and you know we said he's under pressure a lot, so that's probably why he's really bad, right? But when kept clean, his quarterback rating is 80.6, which is 29th out of 30. So Josh Rosen just sucks. This team just sucks, man. It's like every stat I look at, it's just it's it's um He's Jared Goff under Jeff Fisher. It's like it's just looking mm. at guys it's just sad. That's it's kind of it's depressing, you know what I mean? It's just kind of it's kind of depressing. And I mean, even David Johnson's been pretty bad this year. Um, of the twenty-four qualifying running backs in elusive rating, he's twenty-second. He's only he's only broken eight. Or is that on? He's only him? made eighteen tackle tacklers miss this year. Is some of that on him, or is that just I mean, bad bent? That means he's only broken or he's only broken or uh, or missed eighteen tackles on the whole season mm-hmm. on running plays. That puts him uh, you know just a shade just ahead over of a Sony one game. Michelle and Frank Gore. Frank Gore's made twenty-three people miss this year on running plays, man. That's Frank Gore. Frank in, Gore's like a hundred years old. And in fewer games. He is kind of a mummy. He's he doesn't even get that many snaps. He's sh- in a full on timeshare. With uh with someone, I'm sure. Uh oh wait, that the guy's name is he went to Alabama. Uh whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh <laughs> Seahawks win thirty one to seven. I'm on
2: this uh thirty one train. It's either thirty one to six or thirty one to nine.
0: Thirty
1: one nice.
0: to, s- to six. Nice. <laughs>
2: thirty
1: one to Kevin? six.
0: Kevin? What did you, you pick, though?
1: 27, 17. 27. You seven. You gave them 17 I points? I said we're going to have our backups in by the end of the third our, quarter.
0: If they're, if, I, if our backups give up 10 points, I'm going to be pissed. It's
1: going to be Barkavius Mingo covering uh, uh, Kirk on a, a stick. deep oh, route. no, no. I'll I think he's up.
2: smart enough to uh, create uh, cause pass interference on that play. I
1: don't think I'd be able to catch up <laughs> to him to cause it.
2: He'll throw his helmet, Kevin. He'll think. He'll think outside <laughs> the
1: of the box. Uh, it's see. like
0: it's like when the outfielder throws his mitt up in the air to see if he can yes. connect with the ball. All right. The number one question we got on Twitter this week was: What team would you like to face in the first round of the playoffs? Dallas. And for me, it, 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 we don't, we, there's three teams we could possibly face: uh, Dallas, Chicago. No, it's just two. Dallas, and Dallas.
1: Let's well, or yeah, yeah. It's Dallas or Chicago.
0: Um, <laughs> I would much rather face Dallas. We already beat them this year. And I think we could beat Chicago, but... Oh, I think we da- I, think, I would like I another crack at Chicago, Dallas,
1: but yeah, Dallas
0: is that. That's also, a, that's, that's the gray goose. I want
1: Dallas to get the two seed. Or the golden And I think it's Dallas. Or is Dallas, Chicago
0: get the two you, seed. You get to play in a dome, too, uh, against Dallas. Uh, That'd be good for Seabass to rest his bones. Chicago's not getting the two seed. Warm weather.
2: <laughs> bad team. I mean, Dak Prescott is... Uh, is it bad? What's, what's a nice way to say bad? Not consistently good?
0: Yeah, but that's the thing is, He's both these teams have bad quarterbacks. Like, Prescott is inconsistent. Trubisky is just bad. Um, but their defense is so good. I think their defense is really good incredible. at that six-yard pass. Their, I their think defense is number him. number one in the league, uh, their defense. And it's not particularly close. They are a significant <laughs> jump ahead. <laughs> I laugh every week when I hear, like,
2: John Gruden says pass rush is the number one goal in the offseason.
1: Well, you had it. Yeah, you could have just. A Good pass rush are hard to find. You had it. You like had Tom it. Petty
2: said that. That's exactly what he said, Kevin. Uh, hey, Black Monday. Do we? Do you guys want to? Do you care about making predictions? Uh, uh, do you, Do you care about that at all? About I. Who I gets do, fired? Yeah, like or how many teams? Like I think five. There'll be five head coaches. Set an over
1: under. Four and a half. Or you set it at four. Four and, and, and a half. half. I'm taking because Hugh Jackson already got fired. I'm taking the under. Since who got already fired? Hugh Jackson. Who Jackson? Huge action. Okay, um, I think uh, Dallas keeps their head coach. See, McCarthy and Jackson already got fired. so I'm still going over, man. So you're saying a total of seven coaches will be fired.
0: That's or a six.
2: lot. Or six. Five, seven, All right, or seven,
0: Okay, Doug Marone is a good shot to get fired. Yes. Okay, Dirk Cutter has a good shot to get fired. Vance Joseph has a good shot to get fired. Um, then, So we're not counting guys who don't get retained, right? So that means Philbin and Williams oh, are, yeah, that, are, are don't count. That they do not count. count. Okay. So then Steve Wilkes maybe.
2: Uh, I think Matt Patricia has a good good shot no. at getting fired. Oh, Matt,
0: they, no. they will not. They will not fire. You should you no because they have to read, fire their GM too. You should read the fire on Matt Patricia
2: right now today.
0: I don't think he's. I think that Todd enough Bowles, of those. Todd I Todd think, Bowles, think enough of those maybe guys won't. Patricia Bowles Cutter, Wilkes. Uh, what about Jay Gruden? I don't think so. I think not. John Gruden. The hot start. Jay Gruden. Oh, no, John Gruden's too. I'd too fire John good. Gruden. Rod Dan Quinn. Yeah, no. But even though he might deserve it. Ron Rivera. No. There's a rumor that pe- that the new owner like. I don't think they'll fire him. Ron I think Rivera. they'll move on. He's a two time coach of the year, and I think like that'd be such a stupid. I think move. he's going to end up coaching like Cleveland or something, and you know, be and be awesome. That'd be pretty. He's dope. a perfect match for Baker Mayfield. Yep. In terms of just like personality matches, because Baker wants to go for it and every that time. defense. And then, yeah, then he, he's going to coach up that great that, D. That'd be awesome. I'd love that. Um, uh, I don't think anyone else is really on the hot seat here. Uh, yeah. Just remember, you're a fire Pagano away from being the Colts this year.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, that's true. I just think it's possible.
0: Uh, I think the Colts' bigger move was they got a new GM. That new GM has done really well. well yeah, Jim, but they've had him for a couple seasons Jim now. Jim has took done the Jerry Jones well. out of his job and let the team be run. It was nice. All right. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, Christmas presents. We we went and bought all of the Seahawks Christmas presents this year. Uh, we'll but highlight we, a few of them. Oh, we're going on to highlight a few of our favorite presents. So, uh, Kevin, start us off. What's, uh, what'd you get for someone? What player right. did you buy a present for?
1: Uh, Rashad Penny reached deep inside of that stocking and he pulled out a pair of double thick, extra large glasses to help with his field vision. All right. So that he can find that cutback lane the first time and. Use his speed in his run. You don't want him to have to run seventy-two yards for a ten-yard run. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm talking about. Well, <laughs> find that find that hole the first time because I think that's the difference between him being running back one A and one B with Carson and him being running back number two. All right, uh, Eric. Uh,
2: if we're sticking with offense, I uh, I put a little bow on the garage <laughs> of Russell Wilson. He went out, he opened it up, and there was a male yoga teacher. Who teaches uh, East Indian yoga as well as hot yoga, some hatha, uh, bar, a lot I, of these things. So I hate he can you, do But it. I love you so much. Every, right now. <laughs> every. I didn't. I don't want him to get distracted. So from male teacher in there. Uh, I want him to get a lot more mobility. I feel like with his, uh, as Kevin has pointed out, his age suddenly. Uh, but he's he's getting uh, he's getting a little tighter. When got some Doctor Scholes for his cleats. Yeah, I would just like Russell Wilson to maybe rehab some of those injuries without trying to deadlift seven hundred pounds. <laughs> Merry right. Christmas, Russ.
0: Um, I've got my person. First person is Michael Kendricks, and uh, I just I you know I got him a, a nice retainer for the best team of lawyers that money can buy. Uh, and and we're gonna beat this thing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get out of it. He's uh, gonna be on a cooking uh, show it, with Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg this time next year. If I think if I can think of any anything that uh, American politics has taught me in the last year, it's that you can get away with a lot of stuff. So I'm pretty sure Michael Kendricks Scott is gonna be okay. Michael Kendricks needs you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> he's screen. not guilty all the time, guys. <laughs> all right, <laughs> Kevin. Uh, who's your who's your next president for? Uh so
1: uh, going with the defense. I have decided that I, uh, you know, a man who's very stylish cares about his looks and everything. I have gotten Shaquille Griffin an iron, so that mm. he can properly work on his press coverage. Oh, oh, I like so that. So he can that's get an arm nice. in on the receiver, Upon instead of giving him of <laughs> such a cushion.
2: That's a you know, it's a that's a gift that he's not gonna like immediately. It's when a gift that keeps it, on giving. That's gonna love it. Yeah. Uh, I went ahead and I got... Dress for the job you want. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, Earl Thomas. Uh, I, I, I let him open this present last. Uh, out of the bedroom came a, a, a little puppy. Uh, the puppy's name is Humility. And the dog looks a lot like the city of Seattle. And it's to teach Earl Thomas that uh, the city loves him. But I think you need to dial it back a bit and realize that this is where you belong. Uh, you and Humility can work together. Love each other. City of Seattle uh, already loves you so much, Earl. Uh, just come on back. Cool it a little bit. Realize that you're not perfect and that the market for safeties isn't very high.
0: And uh, Merry Second Day of Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. Get your revenge on everyone who didn't offer you a good enough contract That's this right. offseason That's by right. coming back to the Seahawks. Every everyone the out long. there. Is the enemy.
1: Because I can't wait to play five defensive backs with Brad, uh, Tedrick and Earl uh, Brad, all Brad in the box. Oh, geez. Uh, okay. Um, my my last gift
0: Brad. is for George Fant. I put a big box under George Fant's tree. When he opened it up, there was a 3XL jersey with number 87 on it. That's right. <laughs> it's official. George Fant is now a tight end. He no longer has to declare himself eligible with the referees. That's right. He just gets to come into the game. And just stand on the stand on his spot and be a real tight end. I feel like if he got that, literally, he would just kind of cry and be like,
1: <coughs> "Somewhere, Jimmy Graham's doing a slow." This clap. means a lot to me. <laughs> way he, to get arbitration. Way to
0: get way to get paid for your position, sir. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't have to declare his eligible. It's just great. It's it's perfect. All right, uh, <laughs> if you got a CX player present this year, go ahead and send us that present on uh, Twitter. Let us know what you got. If, um, Kevin, uh, give me one your number one college football game for next weekend. I want to know. My number one college football game. Okay, fine. Just watch everything happening on the twenty eighth. Oh, you like all the Friday games? So Friday, Iowa State, Washington. Friday State, is just all the good games. Purdue, Auburn, and West Virginia, Syracuse. Yeah, if you
1: force me to narrow it down, that's what I'm saying. Those three, I like that.
0: That's Let's nice. say this this next week is really going to be so free very free up good. your Friday. Your fr- oh, it's, it starts at 10.30 a.m.
1: 10.30 all mm. the way until some Pac-12 after dark. You know what I like about... With Iowa State and Washington State. About this because even in bowl season, you cannot get too much Pac-12, Pac-12 after dark.
0: Yeah, that is true. And the, another thing, too, is you get you get exposed to one of the, another great name, Rondale Moore. Rondale is a is a great first name. Yep. Um, then Kevin, and my other thing was I was going to throw at you uh, national title game like uh, four team picks. Got some picks. Yeah, I just want. All to know right, who Clemson's going to be Notre Dame because Notre Dame's not that good, even without their uh, their uh, defensive tackle. Yep. Was, don't care who's on who's on some kind of uh, they go five steroid. deep with NFL defensive tackles. Yeah, they're so, so now
1: they only have four NFL defensive linemen. Right. You, and got they're upset. Gonna you got are still going to beat got upset in the other game? That- uh I want to say Oklahoma here but actually Kyler Murray's sick. Oh, he's like he's physically ill. Like he's physically ill oh. in addition to the fact that their defense makes people physically
0: ill. <laughs> uh it's oh. going to be an Alabama Clemson rematch which is boring. And then Clemson's gonna win. All right, I forgot Monday. Monday was also the thirty first, so that means there's like eight games on that day. Is there, there is. Is there a favorite game? you have LSU on that day too?
1: UCF. LSU UCF. Watch UCF oh. go
0: undefeated and upset another SEC football. There's no. Team. There's no line on that game. I tried to bet on it, and there's no line. I bet. I bet all the money on UCF. You already. You you found a line for it. I bet it at the beginning of bowl season when it was announced. Oh, okay, because I was gonna say they took the line off the board. Yep. Because uh, there's like. Coaching changes and uh, missing quarterbacks and yep, stuff. Yeah, I and bet it way in the back. when Nice. What was uh, what? would you get? Did you, I got UCF
1: plus a touchdown, almost plus six and a half. Yeah, that sounds about that's, like five and a half. That sounds like right that. to me. Yeah. And uh, I also put a smaller wager on UCF straight up, Ooh, on like plus two twenty five.
0: Ooh, I like that. Uh, all right, that's so. There's a there's a little uh, a guide to bowl season should be. Uh, there's a lot of games in three days right Dude, there. Dude, watch
1: all the games. Uh, December 31st, Missouri versus Oklahoma State should be tons of points. That should be fun. If you, if don't you listen, sleep on Temple
0: on the 27th in the Independence Bowl. They're if you, cool. If you listen to the Pickscast too, I, I'm pretty down on this week in terms of, like, I just don't think a lot of these games are going to be very competitive. And the thing that sucks for me is that a lot of, there's a lot of, like, scenarios where, like Kevin says, the Bears can get the two seed, but they need the Rams to, like, lay an egg at home against San Against Francisco, the 49ers. Which is, so it's like, it's like, yeah, they could get the two seed, but it's not gonna happen.
1: You know, your mind's telling you no, but your
0: body your body's <laughs> telling you yes. All right, here your we go, body's pa- ready uh, you want to support the Seahawks Nest podcast and you are just loaded. You just got st- fat stacks of cash. Well you head over to patreon.com slash Seahawks Nest and for a little as, a, as little as as little as a dollar twenty four a month, you can get access to our uh PixCast plus Our summer specials that we do, Uh, we do want we still do our weekly podcast in the summer, but there's a summer specials on the uh, Patreon. Also, Um, uh, Nathan, I'll be putting out slightly more video content. Yeah, once we hit once we hit our Patreon goals, we're gonna there's the pivot to video goal. That's when we can start getting some uh, some nicer video materials. Uh, My (laughs) webcam is trash, straight trash, homie. Uh, so, uh, thank you to Forrest, Richard, Tom, Lucas, Carrie, Chuckatilla, Karen, Bright, Mike, David, Mirza, Keith, Arthur, Frank, Michelle, Brian, Matt, Michael, Joshua, and Augustine. You guys are helping us out more than you could ever know. Also, if you want to head over to iTunes and give us a review on Apple Podcasts, it helps us reach more people. We are at 49 now, only 20 away from our first Uh, iTunes review goal and then we will be like 300 away from our next iTunes review goal Uh, that's pretty much it for the money zone today which takes us to our movie club this week Uh, Will Ferrell has a movie coming out this week it's 0% on Rotten Tomatoes nope got it's first positive review the positive review wasn't even very positive it said uh, turn your brains off but we love Will Ferrell on this podcast, so we decided we'd do a Will Ferrell well, Eliminator.
1: We like Will Ferrell. We love John C. Riley. Yeah, that's true. And they're almost the same person. Yeah, right? I, I mean, I'll Except admit, one of them's better.
0: I find Will Ferrell quite charming, and he loves Pete Carroll,
1: so... As a human being, I like Will Ferrell, yes. Yeah.
0: All right, so, uh, I, I listed out some Will Ferrell movies. I left I out... I
1: apologize if this creates some bad audio, but I'm gonna scoot closer so I can see this list. Okay. So,
0: uh, if there's some weird audio, it's because I am being mobile. Uh, I'll move it to the right screen, too, so just give me a sec uh, The, the um, So the – so I'm just switching the – I'm switching stuff around. Okay, here we go. Uh, So for Will Ferrell, I left out Zoolander 2 and uh, Daddy's Home 2. I just thought those are movies that – they're just worse than the originals. And uh, I was also trying to trim the list to around 20. Uh, The thing is about this list is we're going to lose people here because the opinions on these movies are strong. I'm very aware – and, uh, in this group gonna, and in life. And we're going to hurt some feelings right here. So uh, when we hurt your feelings, please message Kevin only. Uh, well, what's your Twitter? <laughs> Kevin? No, I'm sorry. Uh, that would be at Seahawks Nest. It, no, that's, I, that, I get those ones too. Uh, okay, fine. Kevin said before Poor we planning started on your part, <laughs>
2: before we started recording and now, he said that in this room there might be some hard feelings. I did just find the one movie that I will be offended when it is eliminated <laughs> quickly. Okay, here we go.
0: Daddy's Home Zoolander, a deadly adoption. Uh, get hard. Anchorman, Anchorman 2, which I thought was worth having both. They're both. I think they both have merit. Uh, the campaign, Megamind, Everything Must Go, Land of the Lost, Semi Pro, Step Brothers, Blades of Glory, Stranger Than Fiction, Talladega Knights Curious George, Bewitched, Kicking and Screaming, A Night at the Roxbury, Old School, The Other Guys, and Elf. Uh, There's some notable not inclusions here, like the movie where Will Ferrell tries to speak Spanish and other stuff like that. We just left those out because they weren't going to win. And I was trying to get the list down to 20. Uh, All right. Before the podcast began, I uh, took three cards and I drew them. And the winner is. I'm doing it right now. All right. And the winner is me. I won. All right. So I get the first elimination. And I'm going to eliminate. I'm gonna eliminate Bewitch. That movie sucks. All right, Thank K- you. Kevin, that was easy. Um, so, following that up, I will go with.
1: Uh, we'll go with Night at the Roxbury. That movie was a train wreck. Uh, it's like it's it's, it's trying it's, to do like four things and it does none of them well. It's
0: charming, but not in not it's not good. Don't make a skit a movie, uh, and totally don't easy.
1: add in a weird mafioso angle. All right,
2: Eric. Um, speaking of terrible movies, which I had so much hope for, Land
1: of the Lost, Get Out of
0: Here. Yeah,
2: that movie should have been good, but it just was. Uh, wasn't. Any, all five minutes with
1: Danny McBride are great. Oh, and he man. tries to play the straight man in a really weird way in that one. Yeah. Okay, Kevin? Uh, kicking and Screaming.
0: Okay. It's but just but not the not hurricane is in that movie.
1: Her, the and the if that
0: hurricane was named Hurricane, hurricane Ditka? All right, then we've got um, me again. I'm going to go with uh let's do get hard uh i like this movie it wasn't it was funny but it wasn't like that funny so i'm just gonna get it out of here right now all right eric uh
2: i'm gonna eliminate curious george because although it's charming i wouldn't call it a will ferrell movie it's uh it's It's a movie with will ferrell yeah and it's a monkey movie it's it's a curious little monkey movie
1: okay kevin all right we're getting to the part where i actually have to think about it um but not overly hard yeah it's it, we're almost to the part where we can start
0: talking about every movie and not just eliminating things
1: i am going to get rid of I think another good spot to get rid of well uh everything must go okay this is an attempt at a more serious movie and i thought he did it in a really good way but it's just it's not going to make it super much further all right eric
0: uh, we're getting down. Gonna... Na- we're getting down to the. There's uh, no, a- hold
2: on. Wait, real quick. Uh, I
0: think it's back to you. Be back to you. Oh, we going yeah. this way. Okay. Well, sorry. that's what we did last. We time. have been. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna eliminate Daddy's home. That's not like a bad movie. Uh, It's just very average. I'm surprised that's
1: getting that over a Deadly Adoption.
0: And I think, okay, can I talk about Deadly Adoption for a second? You don't, no, wait. Are you eliminating it? No. Then don't talk about it. Deadly, Daddy's Home is uh, a, is a, is a solid but unspectacular comedy. Uh, I like it. I like Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell, but I think that there's a better Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell movie still on this list. (laughs) So I'm just going to uh, stick with that. All right.
2: Uh, Hopefully I don't piss anyone off here uh, in this room out outside of this room and piss everyone off. Zoolander's gone. All right, Zoolander? Zoolander 1 is a it's a Ben Stiller movie and I think that all the funny parts are with Will Ferrell, but I will go to my grave saying that this movie is bang average. Blue, Blue Steel, La yeah. Tigre. They're,
1: they're, all all the same. Same they're all the same They're all the same. That's one move.
2: The the whole best scene in like the I'm movie for me pills. is when uh, he's holding the dog at the beginning. And an egg hits the dog in the face and he loses his mind. That's
0: the only time in that movie I really cracked up. This, I think this movie has like funny parts, but you're right. The scenes that just have uh, Owen Wilson and ben stiller doing like being really really stupid it's it's funny at first and then starts to grate really thin like when they're jumping on the table the files are in the computer it's like too much yeah and it's, it's, like, we, it's like past the point where i'm like i'm like okay i get it they're we extol
2: the, the <laughs> yes. beauty and wonderfulness of john c riley owen wilson is not john c riley i don't really know what owen wilson has ever done great wow in his life. what a wow, criticism wow yeah. all
0: right wow
2: you really gonna talk about me like that wow wow
1: all right, uh, I'm having trouble with the next. Go, go for it. I'm having trouble with the next one because there's a lot of very similar movies here. Uh, I'm going to. I feel like
0: this would be the spot where the
1: campaign should go.
0: Okay, campaign's I mean, good. That movie gets <laughs> gets it gets out of control at a point where it's like, okay, I'm gonna eliminate. A Deadly Adoption. And oh, so now so get of about is, it. This is the one that I'm pissed... That I was going to get pissed about. Why? Really? Okay, what is my
2: what is my argument? Or no, it's not even an argument. But I believe that there are movies. And I believe there are films. And this is somehow a film... Because it is the stupidest movie. It's so it's bad. A, it's, it's a script that Kristen Wiig and Will Ferrell took 100% seriously. Yes. They're so hard. And earnest. that's they're, why it's so No one has seen this movie. A lot of people are like, oh, I've heard of that. They're but, trying so hard in this movie. That's so what I love about good, it. And it's so good, and it's so terrible, and they know it, and it's
0: bizarre, and it's the, it's and the, like... Uh, the thing I like about it is It's like The Room, how funny it is. They're not winking at the camera at all. Mm-hmm. They are. They decided, like, we're going to take a Lifetime original script, and we're going to earnestly try our best... Like, we're going to try to see if... Is it, is it the scripts that are bad, or is it the acting? Yes, it okay, is, the, well, it it is the, scripts. the scripts. Because after watching that movie, it's like, wow, this was not fun to watch. And it... Yeah. Okay, it, it is, is bizarre in every experience. way. It's I guess it doesn't deserve to be in the top, but that movie just... Do whatever you have to do to see that movie. Yeah, it's 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 worth watching just because it's so wild. It's like they there's no jokes. There's no there's nothing. Like you think you think at some point, like, oh well, well there's something that's gonna happen that's very Will Ferrell and it's it never does. I, I guess when he gets <laughs> mad when he's like, Oh yeah, that's that's Will Ferrell. All right, Eric.
2: Uh I'm
0: going to make people mad. No, I think at this point, like... this, I think there's a clear tier of movies that are going to get eliminated now, and there's a clear tier of movies that are going to get eliminated. We're at 11, and I think uh, as long as you don't mess this up too bad, we have a solid top 10. You know what? I'm just going to go Anchorman 2. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, We have have the
2: same movie on this list, and uh, it's, it's fine the the scene with Harrison Ford turning into a werewolf, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I need to say about that movie. The set,
0: I like the they they the return to the showdown thing is like Anchorman two. They really ratcheted it up a level in a way that was fantastic. Will Smith, yeah. Uh, um, that's best, Will okay. Smith's best. Movie all right, so recommend. our top ten movies: Anchorman, Megamind, Stepbrother, Semi Pro, Blades of Glory. Stranger Than Fiction, Talladega Nights, Old School, The Other Guys, and
1: Elf. Okay, so before I start pissing everyone off, I'm going to limit a movie I actually enjoy, but I know it shouldn't go any further. Oh. Uh, a movie that Nathan and I watched together for the first time. Mm-hmm. Both we saw it in the theater, right? with an expectation of a three. Yeah, we thought and it was we got like And we got like a six and a half. And that is semi-pro. we movie's solid. That has an incredible dumb scene where he wrestles a bear, that's amazing. So much weird it's stuff. Trying to keep a seventies like barnstorming basketball league alive is what this movie is, and it's way way more entertaining than it has any right to be, but it is not a good movie.
0: It's my turn now? Yeah. Here's yours. Alright, I'm gonna make people hate me. I'm sorry. I'm gonna eliminate old school. Oh, okay. that was what I was almost gonna do. Okay. So old there. school is a it, it it doesn't hold up as well as I would like. Uh I watched it recently and Does I Does would- it. Probably watch. I would probably watch any of the other movies on this list that are left before I'd watch Old School.
2: Now, does it hold up just because of everyone else in the movie, or no. just overall? Because it it's still funny. Like I still
0: laughed. It's. I mean, these these movies that are left. All this me movie. Laugh. It's it's an or all right movie. that people think movie. are really good.
2: And there's there's one uh, there's it's one scene average. in Old School that I think we all can relate to, and that's when he goes to the party and they're like, "Yo, take a shot with me," and he's like, "I don't know. I got a big day tomorrow. You know, we might go to the Home Depot." We might go shot. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to have enough time.
0: It's the What is right?
2: You shot yourself it's so hardcore. <laughs> that part's really funny too.
0: I like that movie, but I just. Yeah, thing. I think it's, it's fair, though. It's the right time. All right, Eric.
2: <sighs> do I make Kevin mad, or do I just. You know what? Um, I'm There's that one movie
0: that I- can make me really mad, but you don't know what it is.
2: I'm going to take Blades of Glory out. Right. I think it's fine that it made it this far. Um, funny movie, yeah, it yes. is funny. I think it suffered from Will Ferrell-itis early on, and uh, it kind of missed its its window. There's a lot of underrated performances in that movie. Kind that's
1: all I'll say. All right, there are two movies I'm looking at eliminating here. One of them is incredibly over the top and gets way more credit than it should as uh, a movie that's beloved. It and I don't know mm-hmm. why, but the movie I'm going to eliminate is Step Brothers. All right. That's not the movie that is overloved.
2: Yeah. I uh, say, that, that movie's, movie's really is also overloved.
1: Because I think that movie's just overplayed. That movie's uh, Step Brothers is fine. It's fine. I think it's not it, as good as most of the other John C. Riley, Will Ferrell engines. I think John C. Riley's much funnier than Will Ferrell in that movie as a Will Ferrell eliminator. And in general, I think that movie's just.
0: Is it better than Blades of Glory? I don't really think so. It, it, I think that movie has aged incredibly well. That's all I'll say. Is that movie is funnier now than when I watch it than when I first watched it? Well, when you have a hit so, like
2: Boats and Hoes anchoring the movie, it's... <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, that like everything with Katherine Hahn in that movie is really funny, too. Like, she's she kills in that movie.
2: There's some good star power in that movie.
0: All right. Um, it's my turn? Yeah. It's you. Uh, okay. You can just bring the hate train right down on me now. I'm going to get rid of Elf. That was the movie uh, I was talking about that I don't understand why everyone loves it so much. So that was the other movie I was going to eliminate. Elf is good, um, but it... it if I'm making these, this lit my list of movies. I think I think Elf is the one. Oh, first of all, I have to watch Elf like eight times every year. Yes. So it's starting to grate a little thin on me. Um, it is funny. It is. It has rightly taken a place in in a like in the Christmas movies pantheon, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, it's hard to do. Yeah. Which is very hard to do. It's very hard to make a movie anymore that can crack like, hey, these are the ten movies we watch around Christmas, and that movie has successfully done it. Um, but I mean. If you ask me right now, which of these movies would I want to watch right now? I've seen Elf like ten times in the last three weeks. So well, on what that.
2: other time of year do we ever watch one movie eight times in a month? It's yeah. Christmas, can, can really kind of. every July. Well,
1: yes. All right, uh, or, Eric. Or, really quick. Or Roadhouse every. I want to make one more point about Elf, and that is, and this is because I want to bring all the hate. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it is in that. Pan- so it's uh, Elf, um, the Santa Claus, the Tim Allen one the first one, and uh, National Lampoon's uh, Christmas Vacation. Those three movies are all played basically on loop for the second half of the month of December. Out of all of those, that is the order I would put them in, because Vacation, I hate. But... Oh, you all... like the
0: Santa Claus better than elf? I like no I said oh Elf is and first. Santa Claus oh, okay, okay. I, was, I was gonna say Kevin I have a problem with this uh, <laughs> but the thing is
1: it's saturation I find myself actively avoiding the movie Elf so that I don't hate it because it's not a movie worth hating but it is it, it has hit saturation point which actually I think knocks it down a peg from where it would be all right
2: Eric out of friendship at Christmas time I've kept Megamind in here so long uh, it's fine. Uh, I understand people like it, but it's off the list for me. It's almost like so Elf, uh, when we were eliminating things earlier, I said like uh, Zoolander had to go because it's more of a Ben Stiller movie. Will Ferrell, although it carries Elf, that's a holiday movie. Uh, This just doesn't, it doesn't feel like a Will Ferrell movie to me.
1: Will Ferrell is Megamite. I know that. And he is doing (laughs) a Will Ferrell thing. Yeah. Like all of his mispronunciations. Really quickly, you're doing this backwards. That movie just cracked the top five for Will Ferrell movies. We should not be talking about why it's bad. We should talk about why it deserved to be in the top yeah, yeah. five. Hey, I haven't Which said is, one thing about it. It was a very funny movie, and it was a well done kids' movie. And I appreciate you that keeping it in that Disney. long. But this is when it should be eliminated. I agree. I think this was the right time and here's for it.
2: I know that a lot of people liked it, and. Uh, people that wouldn't normally see it, so I wanted to kind of pay respects in that way as well.
1: Yeah, it does not get a lot
0: of love, and I not, I'm not sure why. Like, it doesn't get really remembered. I it's doing like, a very funny thing. Also, they have, like, a lot of good comedians in this movie. Like, Tina Fey, uh, Jonah Hill, David Cross, Ben Stiller, uh, Brad Pitt's in it, and J.K. Simmons is in it. Like, there's just a lot of people in this movie that, that I guess the thing is, is a lot of people uh, said it's kind of, you know, forgettable. Like, it just you you kind of forget about it right when you see it. I think so. non-animated I'm sorry
2: non-Disney animated movies kind of get like oh that was fun shoveling under the carpet
0: yeah alright four movies left Anchorman The Other Guys Stranger Than Fiction and Talladega Nights it's me yeah. and prepare for prepare for difficult time. this is these this ones. is
1: hard because they're all I'm caught your, between two movies here what's your favorite uh, okay okay just to le- yeah go ahead limit movie there. and I'm gonna go ahead and I think this is the spot to drop Stranger Than Fiction thank you okay. Kevin I think at the very, I think the ending is sweet, but doesn't quite hit the note that it's going for. I think it's his best attempt at a serious movie by far, and I think this is a charming movie. It's an enjoyable movie if you like um, a comedic actor bringing good timing to a more serious role. This is a good example of that. If you liked The Majestic, if you liked, uh, uh, if you liked kind of those times where Jim Carrey got a little more serious Truman
0: Show Um, you could enjoy this yeah I like that in this movie like he's an IRS auditor auditing uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal's like bakery and then they like start a romance (laughs) and I don't know I just like I think the whole thing is like pretty it's very self-aware the movie winks at the camera a lot but it's meant to yeah because it's about breaking the movie's like about like the plot of the movie is about breaking the fourth wall right Um, okay Three movies left: Anchorman, The Other Guys, and Talladega Knights. Um, I feel like I should try to rig it so the movie I want to win wins. So I'm going to eliminate Anchorman. Uh, so, uh, Anchorman's awesome. It's a great movie. Uh, it's really funny. <laughs> so quotable. Makes me, makes me laugh really hard. Yes. The uh, quotability is so high. 50% of the time it works every time. You filthy pirate hooker. Yeah. It's, the it's Human
1: gonna... Torch was denied a bank loan. All right, Eric, don't let me down. Oh, whale's Oh, I think I, I might, I
2: might let you down Don't here. let me down, please. I'll say this about Anchorman. Like, Anchorman, I feel like it should be eliminated here because I've watched that movie maybe more than any movie on this list. Maybe more than Elf. Can... But it's... It's extremely weird and childish.
0: Do you guys want to do like a little? Let's do. A little, I'm in a glass box a of dis- emotions. Let's do a little discussion of these last two movies before <laughs> Eric gets makes his choice. Uh, the other guys, what's your uh, what's your guys' favorite gag in the in the other guys? I think just the whole opening of the movie is perfect. I like how Will Ferrell. Uh, just like when he starts yelling, uh, really loud about how he's like an ex. What's this ex pimp name? Uh oh. g- Gator, Gator, yes, Gator. That part is well, so
2: you were, funny. You were a pimp. No, I'm sorry, you're not. I to a college. To what I is. ran a college dating service. You're not listening to a word I've said. <laughs> and it yeah, it's it kind of show it back. It flashes back to what he was doing, and then it just shows he's like. One day I looked in the mirror and I hated who I was. And he's
1: got the hat on, the chains, the grill. He's
2: he's picking his teeth with a
1: knife. It's really yeah. great. Well, and him and Wahlberg do a great job of trading off who's playing the straight man. Because they both kind of take turns in the comedic spotlight, Being which is Being super good. ridiculous. I think
2: the only bad thing about the other guys is the whole Derek Jeter joke that immediately I saw coming and hated.
0: Okay, and then let's go the other way now. What's your favorite uh, thing from Talladega Nights? The kids walker yeah, yeah, and texas up, ranger i'm all hopped up on mountain dew
1: greatest generation my ass tom brokaw's a punk today i
2: threw grandpa's war medals off the bridge <laughs> to which john c Riley goes go, good nice for you
1: you're gonna break us like wild stallions ain't you lady
2: anarchy anarchy i don't know what it means but i love it all right uh, eric you gotta,
1: you also, gotta. The, also the one-liner trade-offs the, the magic man you're just jealous because you like that nickname. You're right; that is a pretty sweet nickname. Yeah. <laughs>
2: now you see me. Now you don't. Uh, also, yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen is oh, he's awesome.
0: Oh, Excellent. He's this movie. Formula in. <laughs> Formula uh, What? Uh, yeah, that's a good compromise. Sneaky, just, just say you like a uh, really thin pancakes. Very very uh, thin pancake. I'm not gonna say it. Break it, Preppy Le Pew. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm just doing it.
2: Uh, I'm gonna I'm sorry Nathan I'm eliminating the other guys oh good because I want to tell the guys to win mind I really you. no I, I like the other guys but Talladega Knights <laughs> kind of took the ridiculous of Anchorman Gary and Cole and Jane Upped Lynch it. as the parents
1: oh yeah Perfect. Uh, I was happy with any of those three winning. I feel like we got the top three right now. Yeah, yeah.
0: Amy, Amy Adams is awesome in this movie. Yes. Uh, just Talladega Knights is just really funny. Uh, Anchorman was really funny too. But like I said, I was trying to rig it because I thought Eric would eliminate the other guys. Oh, but would you, let me ask you a question. Hypothetically, Anchorman versus Talladega Knights, where would you have gone there? I,
2: honest, I was being honest last time. I was like, it's time. Like, Talladega Knights made. It made uh, it made Will Ferrell's career better. It, it elevated you're the ridiculousness. First, you're
1: last. Yeah, it's stupid. You could be second. This, this is,
2: this is who I circled from 17. the beginning. From the beginning, I want to tell the Diganites.
1: Feel uh, the road.
2: We're on
0: the same page. I, I did
1: blindfold tra- them <laughs> and they drive into the side of the
0: house. That's so great because. What about when he has a live cougar in the car? <laughs> why? <Well, laughs> well, I, I just got
2: mauled by a cougar and ruined my Crystal Gale t shirt. But.
0: Out right, with the demon magic, Tom Cruise. What about the end of the movie when he like they do the slingshot? Yeah. Gets a shake and bake. Shake. I feel like uh, a. I feel like Ricky's.
2: You know, kind of like in my mind. Cal, he's passing you right now. You mean like Ricky's passing me in my mind? Like I'm thinking about. him? No, no, Cal.
1: Ricky's just passed you on the right. <laughs> yeah. This. Uh, this movie is just. It's a very charmingly stupid movie. Um, Molly Shannon as the Rock owner's Hard. wife. Yes, so oh, yeah. weird
2: but funny.
1: This and Rock Hard actually hit the same like notes for me, and I enjoy both of these movies in a very similar way.
0: And they're just they're two very funny movies for me. that's yeah, a very funny movie. All right. Uh, so for Eric Ronnemack, for Kevin Garber, we will see you next week. Gox, Happy New Year! I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew.